Good evening. How are you doing? Had a great day today? Yes. It's been an amazing weekend. We had a girls' day out yesterday. Fantastic day with the girls yesterday. Great to have Pastor Eston with us who was our guest speaker yesterday and today, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I know some of you are just filtering in the door, but if you can, let's give Pastor Esther a really good welcome. All the way from up the road in Auckland. Woo! If you're here for the first time tonight, I've met a couple of, uh, a few people actually that are here for the first time, it's great. That you're with us this evening. We pray that you do relax and enjoy your enjoy yourselves with us tonight. It's wonderful having you here. Church, how about you welcome our guests tonight? Give them a, give them a welcome. Yeah. Well, something that we like to celebrate at Activate is our birthdays and our wedding anniversaries. So thank you, Zach. Zach's got the chocolate. So has anyone in the past week had a birthday or a wedding anniversary? Nash! Nash is here! Nice to see Nash! <laughs> that was Sheridan's fault. He pointed you out. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Nash. chocolate or no. Has anyone had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the last week? Okay, Tyra's going to pretend to have a birthday. Does anyone want to join her? Okay, come on up. And you need to let me know if you've had a real Jordan, happy pretend birthday, happy pretend birthday. Is there any real birthdays? Any real wedding anniversaries? No. Okay, stay here. If you're going to come and get chocolate, you've got to stay here. Okay, church, we're going to declare blessing over our 10 birthdays this evening. Would you stand with me? It, when it, it is great. It is powerful to bless other people. So we're going to bless them and bless the person next to you at the same time, okay? Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Double. Double. Right. Has anyone got a birthday this one? coming week? Oh, I know it's. I saw it. Ellen's on Tuesday. Your wife gave it away. Happy birthday to you, Ellen, on Tuesday. And great to have you, Nash. Have you gone again, Nash? <laughs> okay, a couple of things I just want to um, draw your attention to that are coming up. We have got the healing rooms happening in. This building, this Saturday morning, 10.30 to 12.30, you can come and uh, out into the foyer here, turn up on Saturday morning 
and you don't, you don't need to make an appointment or anything, but there will be a team here that would love to pray for you. If you need healing, if your workmate needs healing, if your schoolmate needs healing, if your um, uh, neighbour needs healing, if your family member needs healing, then come along Saturday morning, 10.30 to 12.30, turn up. And last month, this is happening once a month, on a Saturday morning last month, healings took place. Isn't that great? God is a healing God. So thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do this Saturday at the Healing Rooms, 10.30. Anna and Nam. How many of you know Anna and Nam? In a beautiful couple that are one of our missionaries. We have a number of missionaries that we support around the world. They are going to be here in our building, here this coming Sunday night. So Sunday night, 6 p.m., Anna and Nam are going to be here and it's going to, they're going to share with us. So uh, look forward to that. It, it will be inspiring, I tell you. And then Sunday morning, actually, Sunday morning, Pastor Simon Moitara is going to be preaching on Sunday, Sunday morning. So that's coming up next week. Also, Easter's coming up. Easter. We are in the month of Easter. East, yes. So, uh, yeah, some of the youth are off to Easter camp. That's going to be great. We will miss you. But happening here on the Friday, Good Friday of Easter, we're going to be gathering here 10 a.m. on Good Friday. We're going to be having a uh, one hour or slightly less gathering together. It's going to be beautiful, special on Good Friday morning. So 10 a.m., a great opportunity to invite your friends and family along on Good Friday morning. And then on the Sunday morning, we're going to have a combined gathering. So not a 9am, not a 10.30am, but a combined gathering at 10am. Did I say that right? Yeah. 10am. <laughs> 10am, combined gathering on Easter Sunday morning. And then 6pm, we are going to enjoy dinner together, some food together. Yes. Yeah, you can be excited about Good Friday and Sunday morning as well, as well as the 6 p.m. We'll enjoy food. So we, it, that'll be a great weekend together on Easter. I thank you, church, for being purposed in your giving. Finance is so important, isn't it? So important. So thank you. Thank you, church, for being purposed in our giving. And it, uh, our giving boxes, we don't receive a, an offering as such um, for our tithes and offerings uh, during our gathering. Uh, so a reminder that our giving boxes are in the foyer on your left um, as you leave. So God, I thank you for uh, the giving. I thank you for the finances. I thank you that as we give to you, that you would uh, pour out your blessing upon every household represented here. God, I thank you that you've called us to be a blessing to others. So, so God, bless, bless your church, bless every household that we might be a blessing to others. Thank you, God, for your church. Thank you, God, that we are, are impacting our city here. Thank you, God, that we are impacting our nation and the nations through the finances. So pour out your blessing upon that and multiply it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are actually going to receive a, a blessing offering later on for Esther Greenwood because we want to bless her as she goes on her way. 
this evening. So you can prepare yourself for that. Well, we are going to praise and worship our God. Yes, that is something to get excited about. We're going to praise and worship. And it's great to see uh, uh, a, a few faces here that I haven't seen for a wee while. I see the colleague huts there. Yeah, yeah, Trevor. I know I can see lots and lots of different faces. I better not start naming names because I'm going to get in trouble, um, aren't I? But it's so lovely just to see you and um, enjoy your time with us this evening. Fantastic. Are you ready to worship God? You're ready to give Him praise. Thank you, God, that you are here. Thank you, God, that you meet us where we're at. Thank you, God, that we can give to you. We praise and we magnify you in this place tonight, God. May you be glorified and lifted high above all else. May you be glorified in our city, God. Be glorified in our city. Be glorified in our lives. Be glorified in our workplaces in our schools, in our places of study, be glorified in Jesus' name. Let's stand and let's praise and worship Him. Yes, we praise You, Lord. We praise You, Lord. You are worthy. You are glorious, Lord.
strength is failing The end draws near and my time has come Still my soul sing your praise unending Ten thousand years and then
praise you, Lord. Called us into being, you're present in my waking. Who gives life but ending? No one else but Jesus. You called us into being, you're present in my waking. Who gives life but ending? No one else but Jesus. You called us into being. something a little bit different tonight and we're going to have communion as part of the, the worship time because obviously communion is a worship thing right it's a thing we do to worship we remember our God um, and we've just sung about and if the, if the communion people the host team uh, could um, prepare the uh, communion things got to say that but hey when you're doing communion you get, otherwise you know you're lost but um we've just sung about God's plan to bring light to all of us to pierce the darkness to bring down walls to set us free And here we are celebrating it in the same moment, that sacrifice. So tonight we're going to do, we're going to have the, um, the host team's going to have little stations up the front. And I want you guys to come out of your seats and come down the front. And as you walk, well, I feel the Lord would, would say to you tonight, I definitely, I knew before all time my plan and it took a long time for it to happen, but I, I didn't let it slip or anything like that I didn't forget I knew what I was going to do and I know the plans that I have for you and I haven't forgotten those either and I feel the Lord would would encourage you tonight as you come down come down even now He would encourage you tonight I haven't forgotten my plans that I have for you I want to see you flourish I want to see you uh, kicking butt 
that your life would be a real praise to Him. So take a moment, we're gonna sing, but take a moment, reflect on His sacrifice, reflect on His goodness, reflect on everything that He's done for you. And then we're gonna, when you're ready, praise His name, we're gonna worship Him, we're gonna respond to all His goodness. Praise you, Lord.
Thank you that your kindness leads us to repentance, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your kindness. Lord, Lord, we seek to look to you tonight. Lord, you are the source of all of our needs, all that we would ask for, Lord. It's from you. It's from you. Thank you, God.
Father God. Thank you, loving Father. 
thank you that you're with us always. Thank you that you never leave us. Thank you for your strength every day. Thank you for your peace, your love, unfailing love, never ending love. Thank you. Be exalted in our lives. Be exalted in our lives every day. Above all things, be exalted. Thank you, God. Thank you for your presence with us right now. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Loving Father, thank you for your touch upon every life here right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo-hoo. It is good to exalt the name of God. Amen. Amen. Wow, that was awesome. Fantastic. Let's give the band a hand. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Let's give God a hand. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, I'm actually going to ask you to stand up again, (laughs) if that's okay. (laughs) Thank you, church. It is good to be in the house of God tonight on a Sunday night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We are on the edge of our seat. We have Pastor Esther Greenwood in the house. We've had an amazing weekend and we are in for an amazing rest of our evening together. So as you're on the edge of your seat, as you're standing up, I want you to honour Pastor Esther as she comes. She has an incredible gift on her life from God Almighty. And we honour her and and honour her and honour the gift that God has placed on her life. We are ready to receive, aren't we? So let's honour Esther as she comes. everyone. How are you? Oh, look, at hey, it's a different crowd. I haven't seen some of you today. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, Nash, what up, bro? Hey, can I just say, um, Pastor Sheridan, Pastor Jan, thank you for releasing Nash to us in Auckland. He's amazing. He's amazing. Can I just say, It is the mark of an incredible church when someone leaves us a church and maybe moves to another city and one of the first things they do when they get there is, hey, how can I serve? That was Nashi Pear. What? That's what I call him. Everyone else calls him Captain America. Right? Jeez, man. Dude, you're the man. Stop following me around, buddy. Oh, you're such a blessing to our church in, in, at Equippers in Auckland. And it's also an incredible blessing to be here. Why don't you take your seat? Oh gosh. We've had a great time um, this weekend with all the ladies at Girls' Day Out, which was, oh look at them, they're still, they're still going, they're still shrieking. It's fantastic. Um, and of course, it's just been a blessing to be here um, can, can I just encourage you from an outsider, from someone from the outside coming in? This is a wonderful church. Um, and if you are here from the first, for the first time, I, 
you know, I'm a visitor too, but I really welcome you. Um, this is a wonderful place to be a part of. And if you're looking for a church, this is a fantastic one. Um, and so please, you know, get to know people. Um, everyone else, everyone here just smiles and makes you feel welcome. And the coffee's really good. That's a, coffee is make or break, man. Oh, the coffee here is really good. I've had, I've had a plethora of coffee. Um, hey, Luke. How awesome are you? How great is he, eh? You can, bro, you can take your seat, buddy. You can take your seat. But don't, don't go far. Just stick, stick around really close. Awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be here. And um, it's, I, this is what I feel like God wants to do tonight. Just what I sense in the spirit. I just really sense that God really wants to heal tonight. Uh, so I, I don't know uh, kind of how you've turned up, um, whether you are ill uh, or whether there are things uh, perhaps on the inside. Um, and when I say the inside, I don't mean physically on the inside of you, um, but I mean it like emotionally. Um, I think there's an incredible amount of emotional healing that needs to take place tonight. And I say the word needs uh, because there is an incredible blessing and inheritance and there is space and there is territory for you to take, um, for this church to take. There is a promise for you to step into. And often when we go to step out in faith, we can hesitate and the hesitation can be really dangerous. Uh, the hesitation can be dangerous because if we act on hesitation, which is a weird thing to think about because you're acting on hesitation, which really means you freeze. Um, so if you freeze in faith, it doesn't mean everything else freezes. <laughs> which sometimes we think it does, right? If I just stand really still, no one's gonna notice. If I just stand really still, everything's gonna stop moving. And as long as I stand still, it's, it's probably not gonna get any better, but it's not gonna get any worse. Sometimes that's the kind of thinking that we have in the faith. But tonight, I just sense that God wants to get you moving, uh, to, to move you again, to get you stepping, to get you walking, to get, to, to get a momentum in your pace because He's got somewhere for you to go. He's got greater things for you. I know you know your life is good, but it's about to get gooder or greater, you know? And so tonight, the word I have for you tonight is the word occupy. Someone say occupy. Oh, someone say occupy. Awesome. That word occupy, I looked it up in the dictionary. It means to take or fill up space. Isn't that good? To occupy to be a resident of, that means to live there. So you're not going in and it's like part-time and then you're leaving again. I take residence here. This is my land. If you are Māori, this is my tūranga waiwai. This is where I stand. This is where, this is where I, I will raise my family. I'm in it for the long haul. This is where I take up my residence. This is where I put down my roots. To occupy is to take possession or control is to take possession over, is to have it in your hands physically, to 
occupy, is to engage with, to employ. And tonight, I believe that God wants you to occupy some things in the faith. God wants you to occupy. And it's really important that we do because if you read your Bible, you will know that there was a nation of people who spent a lot of time not occupying. And it was, the, it was the nation of the Israelites. And they were the sons and daughters. They were the chosen ones of God. And what should have been an 11-day journey <laughs> took 40 years. I mean, you get impatient at a traffic light, right? Oh my God, try 40 years. What should have been an 11-day journey? We get impatient. We, we go to the, the grocery store, the supermarket, and we, get, and we just see which line is the shortest line. And then, and then we're like, you know, we're measuring, okay, that's good. You know, we're looking at people's trolleys. And then we'd like take, the, okay, this line. And then you see another line going fast. And you're, okay, I'm moving to this. And then, oh man, that line is getting, and you know, this is what we want to get there quickly. We want to go, we want to go. But there is a process we need to go through before we possess. Right? There's a process before we possess the things that God has for us. And I, look, I'm, I am the impatient of days. I, I can be very, very impatient. And my husband is the complete opposite of me. Uh, and so he just takes his time doing everything. <laughs> just so long. And so I am the one in the car in the morning. Hurry up, babe. Get in the, I'm, I'm impatient. So I've had to learn. I can't actually, there are some times in life, I can't actually just grab hold what God has for me. Because sometimes God says, no, come on, Esther, there are some things you need to process through before I allow, I allow you to possess. And it's not because God's a mean God or a withholding God. He does not withhold ever from us. But there are times when we need to understand, just like the Israelites, if we don't have the faith to possess something, we won't have the faith to occupy something. Like you need to write that down. That's a, like, tweet that. That's a, that's a great statement. Because if you, we don't have the faith to possess something and go through that process, we won't know how to live in, take up residence in the promise of God. We won't know how to engage with the promise of God. We won't know how to take up or fill up space when it comes to the promise of God. And so what I wanna encourage some of you tonight with is that a detour even though it may be 40 years, does not mean denial. But a loving God sometimes detours us and says, I gotta, I gotta take you through the wilderness a little bit. I gotta take you through a little bit of desert. I gotta take you through just a, just a little bit before I can release the promise to you. And for the Israelites, what should have been 11 days ended up taking 40 years. So what we're going to do is we're gonna look at the Israelites we're gonna learn a few things and we're gonna make sure we do the complete opposite. Yeah? Don't you love that? I love hearing people's stories and I'm like, oh man, this is a great what not to do. Oh man, I thank the Lord for that. And so tonight we're gonna to thank God for the Israelites. We're not gonna laugh at them and say, oh man, stupid people. Oh gosh, really, really guys? but we're gonna say, thank you God that they went through the 40 year detour so I don't need to. 
Yes. Yes. And all the impatient people said, Amen. Awesome. So turn in your Bibles to Deuteronomy and chapter 1. Okay, so here in this scripture, or um, we have Moses, and Moses is addressing the people of Israel, and he's kind of retelling the story of what has gone on. And in verse 19, I'm reading from the NLT, uh, Moses says, Then, just as the Lord our God had commanded us, we left Mount Sinai and traveled through the great and terrifying wilderness. I think sometimes we should just settle in our hearts that the wilderness is really not comfortable. The great and terrifying wilderness. As you yourselves remember and headed toward the hill country of the Amorites, when we arrived at Kadesh Barnea, I said to you, you have now reached the hill country of the Amorites that the Lord our God is giving us. Look, He has placed the land in front of you. Go and occupy it. As the Lord, the God of your ancestors has promised you, don't, yeah, amen. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. But, oh, praise Him. That's the, that's the plot twist. But, verse 27, you all came to me and said, first, let's send scouts to explore the land for us. They will advise us on the best route to take and which towns we should enter. Now, this is really important to note because there's a slight discrepancy between what we read in Deuteronomy and what we read in Genesis when this takes place. And in Genesis, it tells us that it was the Lord who directed Moses to send spies. But the Jewish tradition and many scholarly commentaries say that actually wasn't the case. Actually, what was the case is that the people, after God gave the promise, God said, go, go and occupy the land. It was the people, as it said here in Deuteronomy, said, hey, first, first, can we just send some scouts to explore the land? Why would you want to do that? Isn't that strange? That we would say, oh, yeah, hey God, that's really awesome. Can I just send some, just some people to just go ahead a little bit and just spy out the land that you've already spied out for me because I don't quite trust that you've got it all under control and I just wanna ensure that what I'm going to is really, really awesome because I've just been through 40 years of wilderness and you're the one that put me through it. So God, if you don't mind, I just take, like take a little bit of control. Sound familiar? <laughs> no, not at all. Of course not. Not in this church ever. No way. They will advise us on the best route to take. Hey, thanks a lot, God, but they can advise us. Hey, thanks a lot, God, but actually we can advise ourselves. We'll send people to the land and we'll advise ourselves on the best route to take, the best route to take. I think we should be careful sometimes when we're going through a hard time. Without even knowing it, we take back control. We we kind of tell ourselves that we know what we're doing and we almost know better than God. We'd never admit it. Here's what verse 23 says. This is Moses. This seemed like a good idea. <laughs> Have you ever read this? It is comical. This seemed like a good idea. 
So I chose 12 scouts, one from each of your tribes, and they headed for the hill country and came to the valley of Eshol and explored it. They picked some of its fruit and brought it back to us, and they reported, the land the Lord our God has given us is indeed a good land. No kidding. Right? I'm pretty sure God told you that already. Right? Well done on that one. Sorry, Lord. Okay. Verse 26. Here, oh, this is crazy. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to go in. But the Israelites rebelled against God's command. Can we just catch this? That sometimes our mentality when reading this is that God kept the promised land from them, but really they refused to go in. They refused. They refused. Doesn't that sound weird? That the God of exceeding abundance who can do more than you can ever ask or think or imagine according to his riches and glory, the creator of the heavens and the earth has a good land, a good promise for you to go into, but sometimes we refuse. I refuse to go in, God. And that's a scary thing. You complained, verse 27, in your tents and said, the Lord, the Lord must hate us. I'm sorry. The land the Lord our God has given us is indeed a good land. Nick Minute. The Lord must hate us. Well, decide, man. The Lord's given us a good land. Oh, He's got to hate us. Oh my gosh. God giving me a promise and all. Jeez. Isn't that strange? But we do it all the time, don't we? Oh. Pastor Sheridan, you want me to come to two services? God, man, how dare you? Verse 28, it gets better. Where can we go? Our brothers have demoralized us with this report. It is demoralizing that you've got a good thing for me. Oh, how dare you? You want me to tithe? How demoralizing. You want me to join a small group during the week? How dare you? I'm offended. But if we give, then God opens up the heavens and pours out so much blessing. How dare you? But if you become part of a small community, just like it was in Acts, just like, oh, and there was a community that was so dynamic and so incredible that racial lines were not even there. Socioeconomic barriers didn't even exist. It was such an amazing community. The church, they met in big, in the, in the, in the temple, and then they met in homes as well. And each, it was both and, it wasn't one or the other. How dare you? And they refused to go in. If you're taking notes, here's what's not to do. Number one is to refuse to move. But you rebelled, verse 26, against the command of the Lord your God and you refused to go in. Here's what they did instead. They complained in their tents and said, the Lord must hate us. They complained in their tents. So after they, the promise, you know what they did? They walked into their tents and complain outside, <laughs> right? Because someone might hear them. <laughs> so they went into their tents and they complained to each other. Oh my gosh. 
I'm so offended. And I'm like, why, why would they go and complain in their tents? Do you know what? Their tents were the temporary space that they were meant to be living in. Not the, not the final destination. It was the temporary space. And the reason why it's such a violation in my spirit to go into your tent and complain is because the promise, Genesis 15, 5, God said to Abraham, look up at the sky. Look up at the sky and count the stars if indeed you can count them. The Lord Oh, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham believed the Lord and counted, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. That was the promise. The promise was look up at the sky. You can't see the sky from inside your tent. Inside your tent, you can't see the promise, so you'll complain. Inside your tent, you can't see. Come on, when you walk outside and then life starts to get dark and the sun is setting and you can't see where you're going. God put the stars in the sky so the Israelites could look up and see the promise. But they sat inside their tents in their comfortable position in the homes that they made for themselves and the comfort that they made for themselves. And they complained, not because they were bad people, they just couldn't see. And when you don't move, it's not because you're a bad Christian, because you're not doing it right, because you're a bad person. I do not believe that. When God created you and I, He said, it is good. But when we don't move, it's an indication of something. And this tells us that what happens when we go into our comfortable position, we can't see the promise tonight. Oh, I believe, um, Luke, Luke, run, buddy. We're going there, run. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I, think, I think what we need to do sometimes is we need to step outside of the tent and we need to remember to look up again. Come on, what are we doing every Sunday when we come together and we sing songs like, I exalt thee, it is well with my soul. We're telling our spirit, it might be dark outside, but only when it's dark do we see the promise even clearer than before. Come on, that's what we're doing. We gotta get outside so we can see, so we can see. Come on tonight, some people in this room, you need to see again. And it's so important. Oh, the enemy has paralyzed you, not because of anything else, but because you cannot see. And if we don't see, we don't move. If we don't see, we don't know, we don't know what's going on. Oh, there's fear when I can't see. And right now in Jesus' Name, and I prayed over the ladies yesterday and I wanna pray again tonight that you would see again, that you would dream again, that you would have a, a, a vision in your spirit that is so gripping and so compelling that it wakes you up in the morning, that it keeps you up at night, that it has you scheming and dreaming and asking and saying, Pastor Sheridan, can I meet with you? I've got a dream. Oh, it's gonna have a good week. I've got a dream in my heart. I've got an initiative in my heart.
Jesus' name. So come on, right now. Oh, look, I had a great story to tell you, but no, I don't have time. It was really funny. Um, No, no, I can't, I can't, I don't have time. No, 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 it's fine. Oh, praise Him. I've got two more points. We can't do that. Okay. Maybe next time, if there is a next time. (laughs) Praise Him. Okay. Come on, right now, would you just close your eyes and bow your head if you're here uh, tonight and you know you haven't been able to see clearly. Perhaps you haven't been able to dream or maybe the dream you had has fallen flat. Maybe it's failed. But right now, God wants to renew your vision. He wants to renew your sight so you can see again. Once you can see, faith will begin to rise in you. Once you can see, you'll be able to move even though you might still be afraid. But once you can see what God has for you, tonight, if that's you, would you just lift your hand in your seat? You don't have to stand up, but if you would just lift your hand and I would love to pray for you. There are hands going up everywhere. So come on, don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Come on, you need to see, young person. Come on, you need to see. You need to see. You need a vision. And the enemy has tried to paralyze you simply by blinding you. And it's convinced you that, 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 that you're no good. It's convinced you that you've got no purpose. But right now, oh, vision in Jesus' Name. If you got your hand up, what I want you to do by faith is to take your hand and place it over your eyes. And I want you to lay hands on yourself. And in Jesus' Name, would you believe with me by faith? Would you say, Jesus, I want to see what You have for me. I wanna see what You see. I wanna dream what You dream. I I wanna have a vision, God, a God vision, the God promise. Come on, would you confess that out of your mouth tonight? Would you let the words come across your lips? I wanna see what You see, Jesus. I wanna see what You see, God. Open my eyes. I don't wanna be blind anymore to the great things You have in store. I wanna see the right things, God. I don't wanna see the giants in the land. I wanna see how giant You are, God. I I want You to be magnified in my life. And Lord, as we place our hands by faith over our eyes, we just pray. I pray, God, for visions and dreams. Even tonight, God, as people sleep, oh, let them dream like they've never dreamed before. Let them dream with clarity and with detail. Let them dream in living colour, God. Let them dream in every shade and let them dream past geographic boundaries. Let them dream past financial boundaries. Let there be a dream that would rise Oh God, let this be a church of faith dreamers in Jesus' Name. Let this place be filled with initiative that will be the answer for this community, the answer for this generation in Jesus' Name. Amen. Oh, I pray. Oh, this, this, I pray you dream. I pray you dream. And I, I, I pray Pastor Sheridan and Jan's office is gonna be filled with dreamers. <laughs> okay. We're gonna carry on in verse 29. Oh, but I, this is Moses, said to you, don't be shocked or afraid. The Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you, just as you saw Him do in Egypt. 
And you saw how the Lord your God cared for you along the way as you travelled through the wilderness, just as a father cares for his child. He has brought you to this place. Verse 32, But even after all he did, you refused to trust the Lord your God. On what not to do if number one was to refuse to move, number two would be a refusal, like it says, to trust. It says, he said, don't be shocked or afraid. God will fight for you. It was a refusal to trust. Don't be shocked or afraid. Don't be shocked or afraid. But there was a refusal to trust. I think often a refusal to trust comes from exactly what Moses has said, is from fear. Because we're afraid, we don't trust. And it's an interesting thing because I think, for example, when it comes to love, loving God, loving people and allowing people to love us, it's a massive risk because we have to be vulnerable enough to accept the love that we say we desire. We say we desire a great love. But when a great love, as we see, says, come on, you can trust me. Come on, I've got so much for you. There was a refusal because of fear. And in Jesus' Name, tonight, I wanna break the spirit of fear. Psalm 126 and verse 24 says, the people refused to enter the pleasant land, the promised land, for they wouldn't believe His promise to care for them. You know, if the Bible is 100% right on one thing, and it's 100% right on everything, but if there is one thing that's super clear in the Bible, is that God loves you and that He cares. He cares. He cares for you. But the people of Israel, they wouldn't go into the promised land because they refused to believe that. I know it's a hard thing. I know it's a vulnerable thing, excruciatingly so, to allow the love of God to come in when we've been hurt. But tonight, I want to pray for all of you who perhaps have been paralyzed by fear I don't know what's going to happen. I'm too scared to take a step. What will happen? I don't want to risk. I, don't, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's fear. And another step further, anxiety. But the Word of God says that the perfect love of God, right? The perfect love of God drives out all fear. So where there is fear, the perfect love of God, fear cannot exist there. But where there is fear, there is a lack of the love of God. Not of courage. Sometimes we think we just gotta be brave. But where there is fear, I think there is a lack of love. And we just wanna charge through. Do you know the only reason why I think, I assume 
that I stand in confidence to believe that I can do what God has called me to do is because I'm convinced He won't love, I mean, I'm convinced He loves me and that He won't humiliate me. (laughs) I'm convinced that God won't make me look like an idiot every time. (laughs) I'm convinced that it is in God's best interests that He keeps me looking good, right? I'm convinced that He loves me. It's the only reason. I'm convinced though I might fall, I'll never fail. I'm convinced even if I fall, He will help me get up again. And it's the only reason that I have any faith to be able to take hold and possess any promise and then occupy it. It's because I'm convinced He loves me. Are you? I wanna take you home with me, oh my gosh. Come on right now. If you know that, you, that there is fear or anxiety in your life and you're saying, I, do, I, I don't want this, or there's, there's not a belief that God loves you, what I want you to do in this moment, be brave. And I just want you to stand to your feet and we're gonna pray with you. So if that's you, would you just stand? Stand now and we're gonna pray. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Come on, no more fear. You don't need to live with it. You don't need to live with it. No more fear. You don't need to live with the anxiety. No more, no more in Jesus. Name, Come on, this is part of you possessing and occupying your promise. So if you, I know it's a hard thing because I'm asking you to stand up and you're like, I'm too scared to stand up. I'm too scared to, come on, come on, you can do it. You can do it with faith, you can stand up. If, If there's someone around you who has stood up, what I want you to do, good man, good man, good man, good man. You don't even understand what's gonna shift in your life tonight. Good man, good man, mighty, mighty man of valour, mighty man of valour. I don't even know your story, mighty man of valour. Just like Gideon, just like Gideon, just like Gideon, God called him out. Mighty man of valour, in Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name, you're gonna tear down the altars of those who have gone before you that have lived lives of lesser faith, of no faith, and you're gonna build an altar where all will come. Your family, your family who don't know Jesus, they're gonna come to know Jesus because of you. Mighty, mighty man of valour, rise. Thank you, Jesus. If someone is standing up next to you um, or around you and you're full of faith, would you just stand, would you just put your hand on them? Would you just stand with them, right? We're not gonna let people stand alone. Yeah, welcome to church. We're family, you can move around. It's all good, it's all good. If there's a lot of people standing, you can, you can stand with each other. You can like, you know, Link arms or something, we're gonna pray. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna pray, the music's gonna build. And in Jesus' Name, that the embrace of the Father would come in. The perfect love of the Almighty God would begin to flow into every crack, every wound, every crevice, that the perfect love of God would drive out all fear in Jesus' Name, that it would drive out all anxiety. Oh, we rebuke right now 
now the spirit of fear and the spirit of anxiety that would seek to tie up and to paralyze faith in Jesus' Name. We rebuke it in the Name of Jesus. We take authority over every lie and we declare that the perfect love of God would begin to come in and correct thinking and correct hearts and correct paradigms that have said, I'm not worthy, I can't do it. In Jesus' Name, a correction of thinking, an alignment of heaven in the Name of Jesus. Come on, just let His love come in. Let His love come in. We love You, Jesus. And we thank You for Your love, Your perfect love, Your perfect love, Jesus. Let His love come in, the love of the Father, the love of the Father that welcomes You. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You for Your love. Thank You for Your love. Amen. 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 Yeah, you can take a seat or you can keep praying. Whatever. It just got out of control. So, you know, it's fine. You can keep praying if you need to keep praying. In Jesus' Name, healing, 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 healing to the places where you've believed that you that, that love couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't come in. In Jesus' Name, well done for your faith and your courage to allow Him to come in. And lastly, this is the very last thing and we're gonna skip ahead uh, to verse 43 or 42. The Lord told me to tell you, do not attack for I am not with you. Wow, that's big. If you go ahead on your own, you will be crushed by your enemies. Oh, how we need to know the timing of God. This is why we need to be able to hear Him. Verse 30, 43 says this, This is what I told you, but you would not listen. Instead again, you rebelled against the Lord's command and arrogantly went into the hill country to fight. The story goes on and says the Israelites were nearly... Um, were nearly destroyed and they were pushed back and they were chased and they, would, they did not win that war. They did not win that battle, but it was simply because of a refusal to listen, to listen. Not only do we need to see, not only do we need to trust, but we need to listen. We need to listen and we need to be very, very careful who or what we listen to. Um, this week, well, I looked up the dictionary definition of what it is to listen. To listen is to give attention with your ear. But I like this one, is to wait attentively for a sound. That's what it is to listen, is to wait attentively for a sound. Last weekend, I was speaking at a, a number of uh, women's conferences for our church back home and I was flying out on Friday afternoon and um, Friday morning I woke up in the morning ready to look over my notes and pray and pack my suitcase and as I woke up I was like searching the bed and I couldn't find my husband and so I listened out 
is He making me breakfast? Because it probably should be. And I couldn't hear Him making me breakfast. I thought, where on earth is He? In our house, we don't have a big house. And I picked up my phone and I look at my phone. And as I look at my phone, I have a, I have a series of text messages from Ben. And the text message says, hey babe, um, so I couldn't breathe last night. I feel really ill, so I drove myself to the hospital. <laughs> I know you've got a big weekend ahead, so I didn't want to bother you or wake you. So I get up out of bed and I'm like, oh my gosh! And I pack my suitcase and I'm, you know, then I go out to go to the car. Then I realise the car's not there. Ben drove the car. And I was like, oh, so I'm ringing the neighbours. Are you guys home? Can I borrow your car? They're like, what happened? I said, Ben's in hospital. They said, again? Oh, praise Him. And so he, so Ben's in hospital. And so I grabbed the car and I put my suitcase in the car. I don't know how long this is going to take. And I drive to the hospital and you ask me, was I afraid? I was far too furious to be afraid. Oh no, I was not stressing. I was furious. And I get to the hospital and I haven't had coffee, so you better watch out. And I walk up to the reception. Where is Benjamin Greenwood? She was like, down the hall. Thank you. I go and I open the curtain. I see him lying there and he's hooked up to everything. And I go to yell at him and I just cry. Oh my gosh. Why would you do that to me? I was just trying to be thoughtful. I'm like, how's that plan working out for you? We're married a year and four months. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm I'm starting to stress now because the time's going. And what do I do? Do I need to call ahead? Do I need to say, I can't be at the conference this weekend. I've got to cancel all of it and I've got to stay with Ben. I started to think, oh my gosh, what does a wife do in this situation? Oh, I'm such a new wife. Or what does a Christian wife do? Oh, that's even, that's even more complicated. Oh my goodness, what do I do? And I'm freaking out and Ben's, you know, I've got oxygen on him. And he's just like looking at me like, are you okay? And what, what do I do? I do the only thing I know how to do. I listen for a sound. I begin to listen for the sound of heaven. I begin to listen for the sound of my King because at the moment, all the thoughts are going through my mind. You see, Esther, this is what happens when you serve God, your husband pays for it. This is what happens when you try and take a promise, the enemy will take your home. This is what happens, you need to stay home. You need to shut up. You need to do your job and be a wife. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that job? What? What do I do? What do I do? And you know, Ben's watching me go through this whole process and I'm sitting there and I just pray, oh God, I need to hear you. If you tell me stay, I'll stay. If you tell me go, I'll go. But I need to hear you. I need to hear the sound of heaven. You see, because those accusations, they don't have the sound of heaven. 
Those accusations don't sound like my Saviour. They don't sound like my good, good Father. They don't sound like my kinsman Redeemer. They don't sound like heaven. So I'm listening for a sound. And as I listen, I just hear God say, just go. And I thought, oh, my mother's gonna kill me. (laughs) And I open my eyes, I say, Ben, I gotta go. And he takes the mask off his face and he says, I wouldn't have it any other way. Have a great weekend. And I said, okay, I'm gonna grab your charger. I'm gonna call all of your friends, tell them to come stay with you. Okay, bye. And I ran off. And we're calling him and and make, he's fine by the way, he's totally fine. Go out of the hospital this week. Fantastic, thank you, Jesus. But you know, when you go to possess, it's really important that you can listen and hear the timing of God. Because sometimes God will say, go. And then He'll say, well, hold on, pause. And then He'll say, you need to stay right where you are, just like He did with the Israelites. But our ears have to be attuned to His voice. And I pray tonight that you'd be able to hear the voice of your God. If you haven't been able to hear God lately, I know it's a scary thing. But if that's you with every head bowed and eye closed, if that's you, you haven't been able to hear Him, you can't hear the direction of God, would you just lift your hand in the air and I'm gonna quickly pray that God would open up your ears now that you might hear. In Jesus' Name, I pray. Oh, where there is a spiritual deafness, I pray, God, let those ears open up. We pray, Father, right now by faith, let let the voices that are not of You be turned down. And in Jesus' Name, the voice of the King turned up. I pray these spiritual ears would be tuned in to Your frequency and Your frequency only. We rebuke the lies of the enemy. We rebuke the assignment of the enemy that would seek to give other information and other lies that would confuse. And we declare in Jesus' Name a clear, clear direction and a clear hearing of Your voice. In Jesus' Name. And just in this moment now, we're just gonna take 30 seconds. For those of you who lifted your hands, just listen. Come on, what is He saying to your heart? What is He saying to your life? for you to speak, Jesus, and we incline our ear to listen. Uh, my, my, My friend over here with the orange top, and yes, hey, hi, you're amazing, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Is she amazing? She's, is she amazing, Jan? Yeah. I just, I just sense the Spirit of God saying, and I, pardon me, I don't mean to hear on your behalf, but I just sense the Spirit of God saying it's not over and He's not finished. And I don't, I don't know if you've got many, are you, are you like a mini project kind of person? I don't know. Oh, she is. <laughs> 
But I just sense either on one of those projects or one of those ideas that perhaps you're just grappling whether I need to let this go or not. But I just sense God saying it's not over and He's not done with that yet. He's not done with it. And there's still more to come with that particular idea and that project. And he, he sees the seeds that you have planted and you have sown. You have sown these seeds in tears. But in Jesus' name, you will reap in joy. You will reap in joy. So for that particular project or idea, in Jesus' name, it's not over. And God is not yet done. I hope that encourages you at least. <laughs> With every head bowed and eye closed, if you're here tonight, I'm finishing here and you don't know Jesus, I would really like to pray a prayer with you. When I was 14 years old, I prayed this prayer and I'm 30 now. And ever since I prayed that prayer, my life has taken on a trajectory that I never ever dreamed it could take. And there's nothing special about me apart from the fact that there was a moment in my life that I asked Jesus to come into my life. He died on the cross for all of our sin and pain and shame. And then He rose again to life to ensure that that sin and pain and shame would never overcome us. But as long as we believed, we believed, we believed in Him, that we would join with Him and He would join with us to overcome together. So if that's you tonight and you don't know Jesus, but you're saying, Esther, I really do wanna know Him. Or perhaps you have known Him, but you've walked away. And tonight you wanna say, I wanna recommit my life to Jesus. If that's you in this moment, would you just lift your hand and I would love to pray with you. There's been lots of lifting of hands tonight. Awesome, I see two hands that are lifted. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's a lot of hands going up who are just saying, I need Jesus back in my life. If that's you, would you lift your hand nice and high, nice and high so I can see. Awesome, God bless, God bless. Great decision, man. God bless. And in the middle over here on, on my right and several over here on my left, that's awesome. And in the middle, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Would you just put your hand down? And church, would you just stand with me? Okay, here's what we're gonna do. There was a lot of you who put your hand up. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna say a line and you repeat the line after me. Everyone will do that. For those of you who put your hand up, when you pray this prayer, you do what we call praying it in faith. And that's to muster up all the faith and belief that you have to say, this is what I want, God. I want you in my life, okay? So we're gonna pray together. Let's pray, church. Thank you, God for bringing me here tonight. I open up my heart and I ask You to come in. Thank You for dying on the cross for all of my sin, for all of my pain, for all of my shame. And thank You for rising to life so I can have life. I choose to live life with You. Help me to live life your way. In Jesus' Name, Amen, 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 Amen. Can you praise God one time? Come on.
about you give Pastor Esther a great big hand. you got some notes. You need to go over those notes or listen to the podcast. Podcast to be going up on Tuesday. So listen to the podcast on the, on the website. Thank you, Pastor Esther. Thank you. And as a way of saying thank you, we want to bless you as you go. And so we're going to receive an offering for, for Pastor Esther to be able to bless her as she goes back to her great and healthy husband. Yes, yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, what a drama. Whew. Thank you, God, for health over Ben. Yeah. Yes, so um, thank you, host. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a couple of things to draw your attention to. We're going we're gonna to party to finish. We're going to celebrate to finish. But if you did, uh, if you did receive... Uh, if you responded to the the last the last um, call of coming back to Jesus, if you responded, you put up your hand then about um, stepping into relationship even with, with Jesus for the first time or coming back to Him. We would. He's going to stand down the back there, go and see Owen, and he's got a pack to give you as well, and and he'd love to speak with you, pray with you. So that'd be great. Thank you, Owen. You're amazing. Yeah. If you are a guest with us tonight, we do hope that you've uh, already picked up a white pack. If you haven't already got one, there is some white packs just at the back there. Pick up a white pack and you can fill in the details and we can, we'll be in touch with you in the week if you pop it into one of our giving boxes. There's a couple of uh, gatherings happening after this. The young adults are going off to the helm to have some pizza or whatever, yeah, some food at the helm. So join the young adults. You can see Peter, Aram, yeah, yeah, just give us a yep. You can see, see any of the young adults go, yeah, you go in the helm, yeah, and, you know, score a ride, whatever. You know, maybe they'll shout to you even. Yeah. <laughs> the youth are going to Rotatuna Maccas. Whoa! <laughs> Rotatuna Maccas, yeah. So where is everyone who is not youth and not young adults going? To bed. <laughs> For a cup of tea, yes. cup of tea in bed. No, we are partying. Awesome. Okay, I think I've covered everything here. If you would like anyone to stand with you and pray with you, we would love you to please come up the front after we finish. Please come up. We'd love to stand with you and pray with you. Have an amazing rest of your evening. Have an incredible rest of, have an amazing week. Yeah, let's party to finish.